Welcome back to my podcast, Fire Me, I'm Conservative, and I'm Kaylee, your host. Later on in the podcast, we're going to talk about the Biden administration and their overreach, as well as their fiscal responsibility or irresponsibility, as I like to say. But right now, we want to talk about the governor races going on this week. Both Virginia and New Jersey were very, very close on in the past presidential election. Both were Democrats. Both uh, won for Democrats. And this time, it was so close. Virginia won for Republicans, and New Jersey lost but by a very, very small margin. Virginia law states that governors cannot run back-to-back consecutive years. So uh, Virginia had McAuliffe as a prior governor, but he did not run last time because of the law. So he is back running again against Yunkin, who we don't really know that much about, or we did not prior to this race. He was not in the government. Youngkin grew up in Virginia, and he went to Harvard um, and for his MBA, and then he became the CEO of an investment firm, and he retired in 2020. He ran using a significant amount of his own money, and he basically ran on parents having more control over how schools handle race and COVID and other aspects of their children's lives. And he wanted to ban critical race theory. And he ran on just all these things that Democrats are using to basically destroy America right now. So I think that's kind of a telltale sign that Americans are tired, tired, tired of Democrats trying to destroy everything. We want change. And I think that finally is showing it's time. Then we move on to the New Jersey race of Murphy versus Citarelli. Citarelli is a Republican candidate. And it was a very, very close race, and nobody was really expecting that. However, this race kind of showed to me that election integrity still remains questionable. And I'm still a little concerned. So what are my reasons why? So right now, we are two days past Election Day. New Jersey is still only at 90% of the votes in. And they are estimated um, that there's a remaining 292,000 votes still not accounted for. I'm not okay with that. I want to go back to the days when it's election day, everybody votes, we know. I don't think it's okay to still be having votes rolling in after after election day. That is not appropriate to me. That is not safe to me. I do believe that it's okay to have some voting early and in person. I think it's appropriate to say that not everybody can get to the polls on that certain day. Maybe they're out of town. Maybe they are suddenly sick. I I mean, things do happen, and I understand that. So I think it's okay. Okay, maybe you have early voting a week ahead of time. They can go to their um, polling place and vote. But I do not think it's appropriate to have mail-in voting for weeks ahead of time. First of all, it, it... there's absentee ballots. If you are unable to leave your home or you are, are out of the country due to being in the military, you can get an absentee ballot. You don't need to have mail-in voting because if you can leave your house, we all leave our houses at some point, whether it's for groceries or to go to work or to walk our dog. I mean, we can all leave our home. So you should be able to go vote in person. And that is my personal opinion. That is what most of us feel. You do not need to have mail-in voting. It is just not necessary. And all it sets up for, okay, who's looking, first of all, who is looking at these mail-in ballots? Who's opening them? Who's recording them? There is so much room for error and lies, and that does not need to happen. 
is again, these mail-in ballots are coming in and not being recorded for days after. So it is possible, I'm not saying this is what ha- what is happening, but it is possible that they save ballots and they open them and they could change the results. They could make something different happen if they had to, right? I'm not saying that's what's happening, but there is potential in the future or in the past. You never know because we don't know the details of all these mail-in ballots. It is not recorded on the dot. There's so much room for error. And again, in New Jersey, we saw that 56 machines shut down overnight. We're not really being told a lot of information as to why, what, how. We don't really have details. All we know is that 56 machines shut down and they were brought to a warehouse to be counted. How did, who who counted them? Were they being watched? Did they have observers? We don't really know any details. That's sketchy to me. I don't want that to be happening. Now, that's just one instance in New Jersey where something just quite didn't seem right. Um, But again, you know, multiple people will will look throughout the night of what's going on, right? So in Bergen County, there was um, 219,894 votes in at midnight. And they were reporting that this was 100%. Then people went to sleep. Overnight, Oh, uh, and let me flash back. At 219,000, they had the Republican candidate winning. Okay, so overnight, we wake up, and all of a sudden, after they already say 100% votes are in, they're reporting 261,000 votes. And suddenly, all those votes were for Murphy, the Democrat candidate, and showing that he won that county. So I'm just a little confused. Why are you reporting that 100% of votes are in? And then overnight, there's suddenly 40,000 more votes. I'm not, I don't like that. And I don't know how that happens. And people aren't paying enough attention to stuff like that. So anyways, I thought that both of these races being so close and in one of them having a Republican win, I thought that maybe Democrats, including the Biden administration, Kathy Hochul in New York, other Democrats would realize that their radical agenda is not working. Clearly, people are not okay with what they are doing, as shown by these very, very, very close races that were not always so close as of just a year ago. But I'm wrong. One day after these governor races, what happens? OSHA and Biden come out and say that businesses with 100 or more employees have until January 4th to have all vaccinated employees and all unvaccinated must wear masks by December 5th and have negative COVID tests weekly after the deadline. They're also saying that the companies do not have to pay for this test or provide it. Then, furthermore, they go on to say there will be a $14,000 fine per person if you do not comply. Meanwhile, $450,000 go to illegals. That's America last, folks. Now, that's pretty comical considering how many Democrats have said before that they will not mandate. Listen to a little video here. It's pretty good. Not require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. Needless to say, the right of women to make decisions about their own bodies is not negotiable. No, definitely not. You don't want to mandate and try and force anyone 
to take a vaccine. We've never done that. Our interest is very simple from the federal government, which is Americans' privacy and rights should be protected. It is a matter of privacy to know who is or who isn't. We don't want to be mandating from the federal government to the general population. It would be unenforceable and not appropriate. Perhaps the federal government should step in and issue mandates. And if not, are you putting the needs of unvaccinated people ahead of the needs of vaccinated people? I think the question here, one, that's not the role of the federal government. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory. First, we must increase vaccinations among the unvaccinated with new vaccination requirements. Well, thank you, Rumble, for that fascinating video. There we have Kamala Harris, uh, Nancy Pelosi, Biden himself, them all saying that they, uh, Fauci, that they will not mandate it. So here we are a few months later and they totally reverse everything they said. They break promises. They do not keep to the truth. They do not keep to what they say they're going to do. They are liars. And even more comical is that every single Democrat voted against a mandate to uh, to vaccinate those crossing the border. Why would they vote against vaccinating those crossing the border but vote for vaccinating hardworking Americans that are just trying to do our dang job. Does that seem right to you? Because it doesn't seem right to me. Another fun fact for everybody, Pfizer is the sixth most most owned stock by Congress members. And Johnson & Johnson is the eighth most owned stock by Congress members. And they have investments of millions, two to five million dollars into these companies. Follow the money. I'm here to tell you right now that states will not comply. We have many, many states that have already began a lawsuit. And uh, the latest is Florida, who seems to be standing up for our freedom every corner that we cross lately. And here's a little bit of Ron DeSantis saying what he has to say. For input about how much further they could go in the future. So I just want to warn people, as, as, as far-reaching as this is, this is the only the beginning for what they're contemplating doing uh, going forward. And so there's a, a lot of massive amount of federal power being exercised here, not through legislative sanction, certainly that doesn't flow directly from the enumerated powers in the Constitution. This is coming from a, a federal agency, which is uh, certainly not an agency that is um, uh, that has ever been tasked with doing things like respiratory viruses. And so this is uh, really, really significant. And um, I think it's a huge mistake, but I'm confident that this is not something that's ultimately going to pass constitutional muster. So we'll stand up. We'll stand up for the Constitution. We'll stand up for people's rights. We'll stand up for people's jobs. And um, I I think that you will see this put on hold uh, relatively quickly uh, as these cases uh, start to get filed. People will not stand for things that go against the Constitution. People will not stand for the hypocrisy. Oh, boy. So moving on from that, we have a huge fiscal crisis going on right now because our government refuses to take any fiscal responsibility within themselves. Whoever is in charge of the monetary resources in the government, they need to be fired like a long time ago. This is insane what is going on. They refuse to live within their means. And for us, this means massive inflation. Us normal, average middle-class Americans 
it, massive inflation doesn't work for us. We're not suddenly making an extra $5 an hour because, yes, many of us do work hourly. No, all of a sudden we're just going to be struggling to live, struggling to live within the means of massive inflation. And this is all because of the government. This isn't our fault. And that's what's the most messed up about this. The government, the federal debt is $26 trillion. They did that. They chose to give free money away. It, it wouldn't be that hard to fix all of this. Stop entitlement programs. Stop abusing your power. Restore accountability to the people who need to be accountable for this fiscal crisis. I mean, come on. They're trying to give $450,000 away per person to illegal immigrants. That is nonsense. Who comes up with this? We are already in trillions and trillions of dollars of debt. Why would you give more money away to people don't, that don't even belong in America? I'm so sick of it. And, and New York has its own ridiculous issues. Uh, New York has a state tax on fuel, right? Um, currently, it's 46 cents, um, an average, according to taxfoundation.org. And even crazier, Democrats proposed adding tax to what it already is. Democrats proposed adding 55 cents a gallon on gasoline and adding a 25% tax on natural gas and home heating. That's insane. If that were to pass, thanks to the Democrats, we would have the highest state tax in the nation. Higher than California, which is the current highest. If we're currently going through a crisis, why would you tax your middle-class Americans or Amer your New York Staters in general more? We're already going to be struggling. New York needs to get it together. That is disgusting, and that is not for the people. That is not people who are elected to vote for the people. That is voting against the people. New York, get it together. So, anyways, thank you for listening to today's podcast, and let's go, Brandon.